This is Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path. I'm Molly Dyer. Date of today's episode is August 31st, 2022. And my guest today is the lovely S.J. Tucker. Hola, guapa. And this is Witches in Jammies with Snacks. One, two, three, four. Snack witches, clap back witches, badass bitches, in jammies with some snacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a jingle, y'all. I have a jingle. Thank you so much. I wrote it in the car on the way here. I thought you were kidding, actually. I thought you were joking when you said, and don't think I'm not going to write a jingle for witches and jam. I was like, oh, that's awesome. I and then not fuck with I you. went on with my life. I would not. That would be unkind. Um, I mean, to you're not that kind of person. someone who took me in off of, off of the long expanse of I-40 and has been feeding me snacks. Would you say that I took you in and gave you breakfast? In fact, yes. I didn't actually. You made your own breakfast. <laughs> made me tea, Listen, though. This bougie bitch. What did you have for breakfast? It was this. <laughs> she called it her bespoke breakfast. And it sure as hell whatever, was a bespoke Whatever breakfast. that means. So I'm, I'm on the road and I'm trying to uh, just, just briefly on the road, y'all. I'm, I'm here in Amarillo for one beautiful night only. My first time to sing in Amarillo. And it is it is all down to the Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path podcast. Aww. It's, that was, it, was, it was your idea and we manifested it. We manifested the shit out of it. Then I'm on my way to sing at a sci-fi con called CocoCon in Phoenix Tempe this weekend. And this is a reschedule from 2020. So they've been waiting for me to come out there for that long, for long and long, longer than that. But in in terms of just this event, it, we were expecting to get to do this in 2020. And wah, wah, we all know what happened. Wah, wah. With 2020, so we won't, we won't, we don't have to speak of it again. But uh, in order to cut down on the risks, because this is a thing that is happening inside a convention hotel mm-hmm. with really great uh, vaccine protocols and all that, which is the whole reason I feel even moderately safe to go do it at all. I decided, well, I'm just going to pack my cooler full of food so I can eat in the hotel room and cut down on uh, risk factors and exposure to other folks because I'm going to have to have my mask off when I'm singing anyway. And I've got two concerts and a workshop. But the whole rest of the event, everybody's going to be masked, which is what we want, of course. What I want, personally, it would be nice if we if we didn't need this, but humans are gross. So humans are everybody's gross. wearing a mask, including me, except when I'm singing. So that's that's enough time to be <laughs> to not to not have a mask on my face. So I got a cooler full of food with me so that I can eat in the room when I feel like that's the prudent thing to do over the course of the weekend, and that includes strawberries to go on my bowl of fancy Cheerios. I don't know about y'all, but I really like the the almond crunch. Cheerios that have Those come are out delicious. now, and I put uh, I put uh, this is so um, sugary sugary goodness. I put uh, chocolate covered cacao nibs on top of that, and then I put strawberries on top of that, and I put a little bit of the the love crunch granola because we all need a little love crunch sometimes. What, I saw that on the counter in there. What is what is it's, love crunch? It's like chocolate uh, chocolate strawberry almond coconut granola oh so my God, it's that sounds great decadent shit in a bag i think, think we can count that as a snack you can absolutely have one that's why i got the family size bag because we family now <laughs> so all of that in a bowl with um all with the strawberries on top and some some unsweetened vanilla almond milk it was super fancy <laughs> Sometimes you gotta have the ceremony and the ritual in order to get yourself to eat breakfast in the first place. 
I'm and not I'm, good at eating bread. Right? See, and it's, you, we have to, I, I hate that we have to talk ourselves into doing what's good for us. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm we better about it than I used should. to be. Better about it than I used to be. And berries on granola in a bowl for breakfast is something that my beautiful, sweet best friend and cellist Betsy Tinney taught me about years and years and years ago. And she and I have been friends since... 2004 even though we were both really silly at first and didn't know that we liked each other I thought she was way too cool for me and she thought the same thing about me so it took us about a year to figure it out but we we're, we're, we've been that's sisters called dork ever love, since I think that is called I mean you think you're too dorky to be friends with somebody and you find out that they think they're too dorky I'm to be just friends with a you. teenage dork bad baby <laughs> I parodied it so we didn't break any copyright stuff there Rip Berry on granola go absolutely strawberries okay I'm i think strawberries, strawberries but also blueberries yes antioxidants oh yeah blueberries are one of my favorite berries and they're really high in antioxidants and if you didn't know they're also really good at hexing if you need to hex somebody if you make a do you throw do you throw blueberries at them until they go away sure <laughs> and if you can manage to do it while they're talking and get it in their throat no, I'm joking. I should not say that. Um, no, but if you smash them and use them with your candle working, that is a big help. Ooh, and that sounds very satisfying, too. Very cathartic. I would want to pick a berry that I didn't like to hex somebody with, though, because then I wouldn't feel like I wasted blueberries. Although it is, I mean, there's a, there's a sacrifice inherent. Yeah. There's a tribute yeah. in it in, mm-hmm. in putting something in there that you really, really love and would rather be eating than wasting on somebody or than using on somebody that pissed you off. But sometimes adding thing i guess there's there's a whole separate power in hexing with stuff that you do like because it's like no this is really important i'm gonna ask you a really personal question okay do you hex i when i have occasion to unfortunately i have not had a great deal of occasion to and i'm sitting over here in my pool of white privilege so Me too. there's <laughs> Me too. there are people that there are people that 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 need to turn to hexing for legit reasons that have far greater basis in that than i ever will and I recognize this, but, but it's, I've, yes, yes. Short answer. Yes. Well, the reason I ask is because there is definitely a, a school of thinking that you don't hex. And good for them. And good for, good them. for them. If they've never been in a situation where they felt so unsafe that they needed to fight back in that way. I hope that continues for them. But I'm and and there are people who, uh, poo-pooed the, uh, the attempt to, hex 45 when the opportunity came i wrote a whole damn song that was a hex i'm not displeased with that effort and if it made a whole lot of people hear better just to hear it and know that that's why i did it then then i feel like it has done its job and that is the kind of thing that will have a legacy yeah and that's because that's what it's i do out in the world that's that's my my groove pardon the pun i don't i don't apologize no i get pun. that <laughs> sitting over here as a musician making music puns uh, my magic and my music are so tied up in each other. Like my personal practice is <laughs> tied in with my my daily practice of of practicing the stuff that I intend to sing to people, so that it doesn't suck when I get up on the stage. And so it no was, chance. It felt by the so. Way. Thank you. It felt so natural to commit some some audiomancy in the form of a hex and bard's curse historically bard's curse is a real thing bard's curse is real like if you wrote a satire about a king and then and and i'm getting into i'm getting into um 
mythological and historical Irish territory that I am not an expert in at all. So there's the caveat. But if you if you wrote a satire about somebody and then oh look suddenly they're no longer in power, hmm. hmm. Well, what about well, that? Well, you know, words are things, right? And what are songs made of? But music and words. And so you absolutely can can sing a spell. Yeah. You know? So that's one reason that uh, I get to do what I do. Dropped an olive. Oh no. I'm still gonna oh. eat it. I support this. The witches, the witches in the world, and um, and the witchy people in the world, and the magical practitioners of the world who have latched onto my music are the people who allow me to keep on doing this. Those are the because smart people, y'all. Those of you who are listening, I, I love you, and I'm so grateful for you because this is my my career is old enough to vote now, and it's because y'all keep listening and you keep being supportive of, of my weird ass writing songs about whatever I want to write about right? whenever whenever the thought occurs to me and there are not a lot of musicians who actually get to do that so I, I know how lucky I am and it's because of y'all it's you because are of the community dream. that we've got it's true and the dream is grimy and <laughs> and hard work but at least I get, I get to work for me and I get to work for a community that I care about well, we absolutely um, are forever in your debt. She's for the lucky. Gift. I'm lucky. You're lucky. We're all We're lucky. lucky. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I did you see that I have a Frankenfurter uh, Saint candle over there? I, I should have lit them for. You know what? I'm gonna have to go tinkle at some point when I'm done. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna light all the candles. We're gonna need some ambience. Candle here. time. And the living <laughs> is witchy. <laughs> the living is witchy. Did I mention that I sing? All the hey time. y'all, occasionally she sings. <laughs> uh, so the reason you're here at my house today, and you are at my house, you slept on my couch last night. I did. Uh, the reason you're here is because uh, you're having a concert. The date the of this podcast episode is the 31st, but we're recording this on the 29th, on Monday the 29th right now. It is. And tonight is... Uh, S.J. Tucker in concert at Aunt Eats. We're going to make history. In Amarillo. We're going to make, make history. Because I've never played in Amarillo before in my whole life. I'm so excited about that. I got to tell you. It's you... already a success because I'm hanging out with you. And oh, I know. We didn't even, like, we didn't, this was, this was, uh, when I say that Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path is responsible for this show happening, I'm serious because it wasn't even my idea. Oh, I, I asked if I could, if I could stay the night. When I was when I was driving cross country, because there's, and uh, and and if I had had any concerts before this, I might not have felt as comfortable doing that because I've I know you've had the COVID already, but mm-hmm. I don't want you to have it twice. So well, I I didn't I want to bring a germ to your that. house, but I came straight from home to here, and uh, because you said yes, mm-hmm. absolutely, me, I wasn't gonna say no, and Are made me a comfy little couch bed, and I slept so hard y'all it was i needed it i must have desperately needed it i took a picture of her this morning she did uh while she was sleeping because (laughs) no one does that (laughs) i know i was totally creepy and i feel i feel really actually like i needed to shower afterwards that's why i'm saying a picture of someone while they were sleeping and it was weird but it was so funny because i gave you a blanket and a top sheet because she's sleeping on the couch and um I come in this morning uh, to make coffee. And, hey, let me just let me just make it clear that it was that the couch is super duper comfy, and I had my own pillow and my teddy bear. So she had a teddy bear. I don't don't think that she just tossed me a blanket and a, and a, and and showed me the couch. It was like, there you go. Yeah, night, bitch. Very well taken care of. <laughs> so I come out this morning to get coffee, and I'm trying to kind of tiptoe. If you know me in person, you know that 
me tiptoeing is just a foregone conclusion. I'm loud. <laughs> I'm like a bull in a china shop. But and I live in a house with freaky pure and beam flooring, you know, so it's yeah. like squeaky, squeaky as I'm walking across the living room floor. And I look over and she didn't use the blanket. It's still folded up on the sofa, but she did use the sheet and she was stretched out. I'm imagining on her back. You <laughs> like were, in a I could, shroud. <laughs> yeah, because I could see your toes pointing up and her. Yeah. she was covered from head to literally head to toe. And I'm like, she <laughs> is literally body. sleeping like the dead. You look like a corpse. And so I'm like, I'm going to take a picture of this and send it to my friend Maven. So I did. Mama was real tired. I have a toddler and I've been living through COVID out in the woods with my husband and my toddler. So uh, <laughs> I sleeping in is a luxury these days. My child has transformed me into a morning person. Shout out to all the parents. <laughs> you know, I know, you know. And so I, I never expected to sleep, to sleep in nor to sleep that hard. And it was such a gift. Well, I wasn't going to wake you up either. I mean, no. we have like these two giant, very loud dogs. They're one of whom, amazing. One of whom Y'all. moves like a cow. They're so amazing. And, uh, oh, thanks. Clearly they love you. Well, I don't know what the hell's going on with this. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the, so this concert tonight. Because I, I was just going to come spend the night and you were like, you were like, hey, you want somewhere to do a show while you're here? And I was like, can we do it outside? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I know somebody. So I know a, I know a guy. My know sweet, a sweet, very dear friend. Who I've only known for like a year and a half, but she's become like just a, she's part of my soul. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. she's just one of those people. Angela at she's Aunt in your pod. I cannot wait pod. for you. Yes, yeah, she's in my pod. I can't wait for you to actually be face to face with her and to get to hug her. And um, in a matter of hours, it's all yeah, gonna. It's only it's only a matter of just a few hours too. So, she, uh, I asked her. I said, "Hey, what do you think about this?" And she said, "Oh uh, yeah." So not only do I get to sing here for the first time, I get to sing at this amazing cool place that i've been hearing about on your podcast for months and i'm like i want to go there aunt eeks on sixth street in amarillo changes every time i go she has something is different it's 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 like this ever evolving incredibly cool goth witchy bookstore with all kinds of really cool stuff in it you know i'm never gonna not stop at aunt eeks now oh no you're yeah if you's on my tour schedule for life yeah. Not even necessarily to play a show, just to come spend all my money, probably. Because, <laughs> like, this is so, this is one of the coolest things about having the job that I have and having the career that I have been lucky enough to build is that people talk about certain cities, like, certain people love New York. I love Seattle. Mm-hmm. I love Portland. They talk about love in San Francisco, talk about love in LA, mm-hmm. and on and on and on, which, whichever city out in the world it is, London. I, and for me, nine times out of ten, it's not about all of the things that people will talk about about the town. It's about the people that I end up connecting with. Aww. Like I'll find, as as the the one and only Ginger Doss says, the hippie pocket mm-hmm. where my peeps are at. Yeah, and that's that's why I come back. And that's 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 what LA is like for me. Like I don't go to LA to, to try to work mm-hmm. because that's what everyone else is doing. Like yeah. there's no room, but LA is also like, yeah, come do, come on, do whatever you want. And so I'll play a house concert, but mm-hmm. then I'll, I'll go hang out with my people and just take a couple of days off 
and help them feed their chickens or whatever before right. I head before I head north or south to go play a show in a town that is that is not LA and that's not it's not knocking LA. I just know that there's always going to be a million things going on anytime I'm there and everybody's working their butts off because that's the only way they can stand to survive there. Right. Right. So I might as well have some downtime and encourage them to have downtime too. Yeah. So I don't go to LA for for LA. I go to LA from my wild, wonderful, witchy, circus, goth voice actor buddies. <laughs> and we hang out or we go to Disney or whatever. Because yeah. some of them work at Disney too. And they're like, hey, Snooch, I got this. I got my, I got employee points. And you can have my, my weekend pass if you want. And so that's how I got nice. to go to goth. That's how I got to go to Bat's Day at Disney. Uh, oh, cool. In 2012. So it's, it's, that was way too long ago. But it's because it's because of the people I get to meet. Yeah, and then I, you know, I married a, I married a wizard curmudgeon who who doesn't like people. <laughs> but that happens. But you know? he has found people he likes in going on the road with me, and he's not with me on this trip because he is the the best co-parent I could have wished for, and is staying home with the baby, so that our our little boy Jesse can see his cousins this weekend before Aww. my father-in-law closes the pool for the season. So they all get to have one more little kid pool party. And, I, and I'm like, okay, so this is the perfect time for me to hit the road for a few days. Because Jesse's going to have, that's my son, Jesse's going to have plenty to do. Right. Because his cousins will be around. Well, that sounds like fun. I, so I now, I feel like I've got, now I feel like I've got my, my, my hippie pocket anchor mm-hmm. in Amarillo because I got to connect with you. And tonight I'm going to yep. get to connect with Angela. Yeah. I am so glad you said, can I stay at your house? <laughs> I mean, there's absolutely, there was absolutely no chance. Even if I weren't here, I would have said, there's going to be a key available for you. And here's the oh. safe place for it. Because I'm pretty sure you're not going to trash my house. And even if no. you did, I'll I'd be like, you know who trashed my house? S.J. <laughs> Tucker did. You know, Let's be- not be the rock star stereotype. Let me just <laughs> not go there. Well, uh, so if you're hearing this right now, on a, if, it, if you're hearing it on the day that it it dropped as a podcast episode then it's wednesday and the concert was monday we're so time traveling we are time traveling i live in the future right now uh-huh. sorry this is a witches and jammies with with snacks so there's going to be chewing noises and evidently yeah. dogs barking as well so you said living in the future which reminds me to uh, give a shout out to our our drummer songwriter sister chelsea danielle in denton who oh. has a song called Living in the Future. Y'all need to look her up. It's C-H-E-L-S-E-Y. Danielle. Chelsea Danielle. Okay. And she's also in several bands because she's a total badass on, on the drum kit and, and in all other ways. Uh, she's got long red curly hair. And so her nickname is Rayed for a reason. Rayed. And uh, she uh, she's, in a, she's in the group Helium Queens. And what a great name. Uh, Pearl Earl and oh. uh, No Good Babies. No so those Good are, Babies. Those are the three bands of hers that I know about with other fabulous, fabulous young uh, young people. I have a friend who wants to start a band. You know how that, that thing you do, like, hey, my band name is blah, blah, blah. You know, like, my band name is Poison Toast or whatever. Uh, that's my <laughs> punk band. I have yep. a friend that has, All the time. Uh, she always says, my band name is going to be called Dirty Baby. <laughs> This is going to be a two-parter, but I'm going to do the concert podcast episode should air tomorrow on Thursday. Yeah, we're going to try to, we're, we're going to do everything we can to get some audio and video for y'all of the yeah, show tonight. Yeah, there might be video. 
you probably won't see Molly Dyer on there, as you probably have figured out already. But you'll hear me, because I got a big mouth. That... <laughs> All right, so as is always with... Me too. No. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> and <probably>. a microphone. <laughs> we both have microphones. As always with when I do witches and jammies with snacks, we have snacks today. You brought a bunch of really good shit. She built the most beautiful charcuterie board. Aww. For us, thank and, you. And she, so and I'm I'm busting in with all the junk food, yeah. And 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 we're we're rocking, so we're rocking beautiful, relatively healthy, satisfying charcuterie. And then I've got my my cheesy pretzels over there. And as I'm well. gonna I'm gonna destroy that I'm bag. Gonna get the bag. We also have cooked crazy that I made, so that's probably my favorite part. But I got us some like black grapes and black olives and Kalamata crunchy, olives crunchy. and salami and two different kinds of cheeses and. So you know how people tomatoes will do the, the the meme like if if I were gonna summon you what three things would I put yeah. into the circle, and I do not answer this because I don't want y'all trying to summon me when I'm in the shower. Right. Come on, right? I'm not giving you that much power over me, but I will hint at the uh, fact that if there is some kind of snack which is crunchy and cheesy and terribly unhealthy, I that 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 might be uh, one of the one of the required ingredients. Okay, so. Other than the um, <laughs> Snyder's cheesy, what are they called? That you're eating out the of the Snyder's of Hanover pretzel pieces, cheddar cheese flavored sourdough hard pretzel. Okay. And on the bag it says big flavor. Big flavor. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, other than those, what is your other go-to crunchy cheesy snack? Well, I love the I love the the white cheddar flavored popcorners chips right now. I don't know what those are. Oh, well, we'll we'll hang out. We'll pop have corners? some of those also. They're like pop. They're like puffed corn snack. Puffed corn. And they I have love a, those. The they white have cheddar. a kettle corn. They have a kettle corn flavor. And when I'm feeling really naughty, uh, or I'm stress eating, because I do that sometimes too. <laughs> admit it. Uh, I will put um, some of the kettle corn and some of the white cheddar in the same bowl. And mix That's those so up good. together. That sweet and savory thing sometimes is, is my jam. And I used to love, I used to love the, I get Walgreens, they would sell this caramel and cheddar popcorn mix in the same bag. Oh man, that's sweet <laughs> Betsy and, and I used to like scour the local Walgreens wherever we were to yeah. find those because we loved them so much. But I got over that. You got over and now it? I'm into, oh, now I'm into popcorners. And I've been a, I've been a Cheez-Its girl. Yeah. My whole entire life. My husband is a cheese. Thank you, man. Ghostbusters. Uh, I, I remember also better cheddars from when I was a tiny, tiny Me girl. Me too. But they they had a little bit of a kick to them, mm-hmm. and the cheeses don't. And I was I was a bit of a spice wuss in my early life. Uh, I think some of us were. It's a it's a white girl thing. And life is better now. But yeah, I I will always uh, always say yes to cheeses. Just the regular plain old original cheesy flavor. And a, and a little a little can of um, V8, like cheese and V8. A little can of V8. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you a story about me real quick. I had a dentist when I was little, mm-hmm. who I did not like, and oh. I'll tell you why. Because I had to. I don't know if you remember this or not. When you were younger, you had to do like a bite impression on this like. Oh, what turns that. out it was like that X-ray uh, plastic, that right? Cold, yeah. Or something. I don't well, know. Sometimes they give you that cold, goopy stuff to make a mold. Like oh, yeah, that's awful. did that to me. That's awful. Oh, I gagged so hard. I had a very Tooth strong trauma. gag reflex as a child because my soft palate goes way back. Wow. And so I had to bite down on this thing. And it hurt. It hurt a little bit. It's Content like, warning, y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. 
so I had to bite down on this plate, right? And uh, I threw up on my dentist on his white lab coat. But here's the, the kicker is I threw up on my dentist after my grandmother had given me a can of V8. So I threw up on my dentist and it looked like somebody stabbed him. Excuse me, ma'am. Can you please enough with the barking? The barky bark? Uh, so yeah, so I, I love V8, but it is, it is, it carries with it chromatic memory. All right, come on now. Come on now, baby. Check this out. Can you please not, um, are you trying to be on a podcast? Vini, what's the matter? Okay. What's the matter? Do you need to go outside? Do you Ooh. need to go outside? They might want to go outside. Do you need to go outside? Yeah, nope. I'm gonna let them out. Okay. What were we talking about just now? I don't know. I told you about barfing on my dentist with V8. Yeah, yeah, with V8. And then, we were talking about snacks. We were talking about snacks. And then barf. Yeah, snacks and barf. <laughs> Logical conclusion. So if you eat too many snacks, you have a oh, no. bit of barf. Uh, Moderation. My mic is really hot right now. I don't mean to be screaming at everybody. My apologies. It's because you're sexy. It's because I'm sexy. Your mic keeps getting hot. Next. They're very phallic <laughs> microphones. Hot mic. That's because I'm sexy. <laughs> uh, next time my husband tells me I'm being too loud, I'm gonna tell him it's because I'm sexy. That's the why. That's why he gets to, to stick around. That's Are you why. using the term "stick around" as like a euphemism? <laughs> well, I am now. I uh, was cutting charcuterie earlier, and I thought to myself, "Hmm, the next time I bring up S.J. Tucker to a friend of mine, I will, without context." probably say you know sj tucker was naked at my house <laughs> <laughs> because you took a shower earlier yeah and i'm just gonna let them draw their own conclusions because i think that's funny that's yeah. totally fine yeah okay so you live in arkansas i do what part of arkansas i live on a gravel road off a of gravel road so people have to try really hard if they want to find me okay and everybody's armed to the teeth out in the county do y'all have open carry in arkansas yeah we do now okay yeah. and it's ugh, yeah, and there, and also uh, medical marijuana. Oh, lucky! I well, don't, we have I don't have here, my but... I don't have my card yet, but um, they there's some kind of caveat where if you if you are the person in the household who has the who has the weed card, mm -hmm. you don't get to be the one who owns the firearm. And I'm like, that's fine. That's fine. I know which one I'd rather have. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. we can supply each other. This is how we do allegedly, uh -huh. allegedly. For legal reasons, we we here in Texas we have um, the I'm not really even sure what it's classified as. Uh, you have to have your card. Mm -hmm. You have to go through a specific dispensary that mm -hmm. is very, 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 very regulated. You know, it's not yet, yeah. and I say yet because I have faith to the point where we have recreational or even uh, even the medicinal kind that you can go to a dispensary because they're all over the place. We don't have but a couple of dispensaries in all of Texas that I'm aware of. I drove past one. Did you I really? I drove past one yesterday. Yeah, and I want to tell you about this because it's in my Texas. new it's my new favorite. No, I think I wasn't um I wasn't in Texas yet. I'm so sorry. That's okay. We're um, close yeah, to it's, Oklahoma. It's that it's that, that sort of liminal place after Oklahoma City and before the Texas state line. Mm hmm <laughs> And those of y'all who have driven I forty in to end know exactly the spot I'm talking about. Uh, I think it was, it was, I was coming into Clinton, Oklahoma. That's mm -hmm. where I was. Okay. But this is now my new favorite, um, I-40 landmark. Mm -hmm. There is a metal corrugated, there's a corrugated metal barn right. that on, on uh, facing the highway on the, on the north side, 
as you're as you're headed west on I-40, so it'll be on your right. It'll be on the passenger side of your car. There's a metal corrugated barn with uh, Joan Jet for Prez. Joan spray Jett painted for on Prez. it in white. Fuck yeah! And it's man. about a mile from a dispensary called Blaze. Oh, that's great. That's, <laughs> that's fantastic. my favorite thing on F40. I think Oklahoma is recreational now, aren't they? Yeah, it must be because there were dispensaries. We are surrounded by recreational cannabis and yeah. Texas is still, you know, whatever. We're going to vote Abbott out. We're going to vote that fucker out. Beto, Beto, Beto. I'm mad I can't vote for him. I'm mad you can't vote for him, too. I, There's a lot of people I'm mad I can't vote for, but in Arkansas, and I will leave the politics after we say this, but I'm just so excited. I want to share this with y'all. We have a we have a POC rocket scientist Democratic candidate for governor. Wow. He's also a minister. His name is Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. I would love for him to be in charge instead of the alternatives. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> So I'm putting my magic behind that. Moonifest. I've already voted for him once. I look forward to doing it again. I voted for Beto last go round uh, when he ran for s- state senator of Texas. Mm-hmm. I actually campaigned for him as well. Um, and of course, yep. everybody in the world has seen his uh, speech in Uvalde mm-hmm. after the shooting where he. And NPR tried to police him about getting his cuss word on. And I'm like, y'all, this is not the time. This yeah. is not. The fucking time. Everybody knows, if you've listened to Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path for more than 10 minutes, I say the fuck word kind of a lot. Uh, and because, you know, here's my thing. It's only a word. And, I, and that's, I've only had a couple of, <laughs> I've only had a couple of um, communications, whether it was a voice message or um, or a, like an email or text or whatever, um, that that were negative. You know, one of yeah. one of one of which was <laughs> bye. Yeah, uh, the Fuck lady off. that said, "I wish you would stop cursing so much." And I'm like, mm, "Maybe I'm she sorry." Needs to listen to it differently. Yeah, I, it's a word. It's a word, and that's the way I talk. And there are studies that show those of us that are more intelligent curse more often. Yeah, boo. Yeah, I'm a fucking genius. And you're doing this out of the goodness of your sweet witchy soul. It's I not like am. it's Thank not you. like you get paid the big bucks to do this. So. No. People can leave their unsolicited uh, advice to a different podcast if they do not like the way that you present this one. Don't like it. I will refund all of your money. <laughs> there you go. Here, money back guarantee, hundred percent. Here you go, an empty hand. That is your money back. And then put a bird on it. I put it. <laughs> and here's your change. Oh, when someone requests free bird, I'm like, there you go, free bird, no charge. Actually, no, I, I tend to say, oh, I'm sorry, did you say Firebird? I am the Firebird. I am. Yep. Yep. And you got your set list ready for tonight, right? I do. No, I, I think do. you're... Well, I have a wish list. Like, it's not in order. Okay. But I have a list of things that I will, will that I know I will have a good time singing tonight. How do you pick that? How do you how do you make a... And is your set list relatively the same at every gig? Or oh, no. is it... Okay. I'm, these are all your babies. You gave birth to these I'm songs. I really di- I did. And I'm very proud of them. They go out into the world and support their mama on a regular basis. Um, I am diehard committed to curating, um, curating what I do to fit whatever audience I'm, I'm there to sing for. Okay. So if it's, if it's a mixed crowd, you know, depending on, I just, there's, there's all kinds of ways you could define a mixed crowd. Like, like tonight, I'm expecting to have some witchy people and maybe some less witchy people. So I'm singing 
um, some of some of the songs that I know the witches are really gonna want to hear, and then I'm singing some some songs that um, I hope that the non-witchy people will also enjoy. Right. And then, and all of this comes with the thought in the back of my mind that if it's not working, I will start over from scratch and sing things that that just come to mind. If it's like if the plan that I make isn't going over, then I'll pivot and I'll do something else. And I'm, I have the good fortune to have the self-confidence to be able to do that. And also to have written hundreds and hundreds of songs. So I have a lot to choose from. You are prolific as a songwriter. <laughs> my, some of my bandmates call me a wind-up toy. Because <laughs> I have song ideas all the time. You just wind me up and let me go. But sometimes it's, sometimes it's tricky because uh, I will have too many ideas going on at once. And then a friend of mine will say, Hey, Sue, you should do an album about blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, stop it. Stop. Stop right there. <laughs> stop. Oh, God. Because my brain will already start planning it out from that very moment i'm not even kidding and it's it's a gift but it's also it sometimes sometimes it gets away from me and i have to pull on the reins a little bit but um i also have to be ready to catch the song ideas whenever they fall and they and they and they come around a whole awful lot even the past year or so and i've been kind of in a dry spell it's a good thing because i had so many previous songs that i had written so fast that i couldn't even remember remember how to play them wow so that gave me a little grace period to go back and work on those and remember some of them and were there, there any that some... you could not you couldn't grasp your recall of no no oh, no because no, i record okay. all of it even if it's just a little smartphone voice memo i record everything and I've done that. I, I had the good fortune to be uh, a kid with a Walkman once upon a time, walking around. And I've made, made my own mixtapes and made my own little radio broadcast that nobody ever heard. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Do you still so have those I, tapes? I had practice. Yes. Oh my God. I, do. I didn't I think do. you were going to say yes. I do. You need to convert those to MP3 and I'm send them such, to Molly Dyer. I'm such an audio nerd. Like I have, I and I'm an analog nerd also. So I've got like a mono reel-to-reel tape machine that my grandfather found for me when I said that was all I wanted for my birthday. I was maybe 17 at the time. So I've got, I've got analog. I love, I love vinyl. I'm not a big vinyl collector because I need, I need a climate controlled house in order to do that. (laughs) And that's, that's coming. But we, we are becoming, um, we are becoming a little bit tropical in the summertime. Like even the weather staff in my part of Arkansas has um, has started using the word tropical and I'm like climate change yeah. darling climate change have they started were, using were... the term swamp ass yet because that is that's what happens here well, in Texas and see that's ass. why I was naked in your house because yeah. I wanted to prevent swamp ass swampy for the rest of uh for the rest of time so I took my shower like a responsible house guest I didn't do you, it yet I'm, I'm probably really stinky you asked me what part of Arkansas? And I yeah. never managed to answer. That's okay. So we we digress. That. That's this should be See, witches in jammies with snacks digressing. That's there what it should go. be called. <laughs> I have to rewrite the jingle now. Okay. Oh damn it! Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> we'll do it. We'll just jingle part two. Okay. Jingle part digressing. Two. You, can, you can have two different versions yeah. of the jingle, and you can swap them out depending on how many okay. episodes you've got. Sounds good. So I grew up in southeast Arkansas, which is part of the Delta, part of the Mississippi River Delta. And the rivers in question, in our case, are the Mississippi River, the Arkansas River, and the White River. And I became obsessed with 20th century lore about the White River 
recently. So I have all of this new reason to research and look up stuff about where I was born. And nowadays I am living at the feet of the Washita Mountains in sort of northwest central Arkansas, mm -hmm. so like the northwesternmost part of central Arkansas. And if you look at the map, Arkansas is, is sort of this vague trapezoid shape. Uh -huh. Little Rock, which is our capital city, it's not really a city, but it's the closest thing we've got, mm -hmm. is in the dead center. It's right in the middle of the state. And then I'm about an hour up I-40 from Little Rock. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Petty Jean Mountain is a 15-minute drive from my house, okay. and that is our first state park. So I've gotten to be a bit of an Arkansas nerd because I've gotten to spend all this time at home Yeah. since I... Um, took up with this wizard who lives out in Conway County and that's that's been working out great let me tell you <laughs> we got we got married uh January 31st 2016 right at Imbolc because it is the midway point between his birthday and mine he was born. he's a Capricorn he's an early January Capricorn and I'm a late February Pisces and so okay. in order to have things to celebrate all winter long we put our we put our, our um not the wedding really right there uh, at the end of January because it was exactly exactly halfway between his birthday and my birthday and that then Valentine's cool. Day is two weeks later and then my birthday is two weeks after that and as far as the wheel of the year stuff and I'm not um, I'm not strictly Wiccan in any way mm -hmm. um, but if I had to pick a favorite uh, other than Samhain because I've, I've loved that's my Halloween stuff my whole life and now and now I have Samhain to to give weight to that in my um in my witchy life which i didn't know i had permission to have one of when i was when i was a child mm -hmm. growing up in um growing up in christian southeast arkansas yeah uh i am woke i love just because it seems like a real gentle holiday to me it is a lovely sabbath we had an woke altar um set up in the house on our on our wedding day oh and it wasn't really a wedding y'all it was we we picked out our thrift store clothes and and our fairy world's clothes and stood in the backyard with our, our best friend Renee, who was there the night we met, playing a show with me, and is also a minister. Aww. And so she signed she signed the form, uh -huh. and our family stood in a circle with us, and that was it. And then we went and had cake. Oh it was, my gosh! That's and so when magic. you when you marry a, a deeply a deeply reclusive introvert, and you're someone that has concerts all the time, you don't want your in our case. Yeah. I didn't want my wedding to feel to feel like a show, to feel like I had to be on. Right. And Ryan hates parties, so it was perfect. We we scheduled the low keyest wedding that we could come up with. Low key. Yes. Low key, lowest low, key, low uh, key, or low, low key. key? Are you talking about low key? <laughs> well, I wasn't, and then he was in my head, like, "Hey, <laughs> like, no, no, no." Hi. That Hi, sounds no. beautiful, though, and like you're in the foothills was, of the mountain where yeah, you got married, right? At, and the and and um and the the Washita National Forest, which um, overlaps the Washita Mountains, mm -hmm. is right there, and they're so old. They're they're older than Appalachia old but they're technically part of the Appalachians as well right um, and then and then the Ozarks are, are the northern the northern um, spur of that mm -hmm. like the, the Washita's are a little bit further south than yeah. the Ozarks and then the Ozarks come up in the northwest part of Arkansas and it's beautiful so I grew up in the spooky flat part which has been referred to in the past as a howling wilderness because a lot of work had to get done before there was farmland enough to properly farm. Right. And, you know, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't necessarily the white folks doing the work. <clears throat> mm -hmm. 
uh, hashtag uh, uh, critical race theory. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. hashtag not sorry. Not no. sorry that we're actually mentioning that racism is a thing. Um, and now I get to live in the pretty part where the geology gets really interesting and the mountains are so old and spooky and just delightful and as long as I don't think about how full of ticks they are I can spend lots and lots of time there <laughs> uh, you had me till ticks I know it's bad just, I mean just I, I have to give you the truth I give you the good with the bad are there bears that's what I want to know black bears oh shit yeah. well I may not come visit you anytime real soon <laughs> but I'm they don't you know they're not it's also they're Black bears came up in my friend's yard in Seattle, if that tells you anything. So, well, it we tells have, me I'm not going to Seattle. We have overlapped all, all the habitat that there is, and black bears are going to happen sometimes, but right. they have not happened at my house. Well, that's uh, good. N- neither, neither have the mountain lions, but we know that they are there. Sure. Well, neither, neither have the alligators, but <laughs> there are alligators in Arkansas. Yeah. Am I an idiot oh, yeah. for not having realized that? Well, we have so much, so much you have rich swamp there farmland and swamp uh-huh. and um are they indigenous most people say i think most people say by you but my family said bow bow so it's okay. it's bow bartholomew and and coon bow and things okay. like bow bartholomew is the longest um the longest bow the longest bayou in the region okay and there's a whole um preservation society around bow bartholomew that gets very little attention we've also got the buffalo national river which is incredibly beautiful okay. and a great place to go get in a canoe or a kayak and the the buffalo river watershed alliance is an organization that i support they have saved the buffalo over and over from um, industrial development and wow. industrial farming mm-hmm. the problem is that they keep having to do it over and over and over right. and over right which is why we send the money so they can continue to afford to do it yeah. Bartholomew is not as as well known and so it doesn't have as much support for ecological cleanup and things like that yeah you used to be able to take a riverboat down Bob Bartholomew uh, and I, obviously this is was way before our time but I've seen uh, I've seen historical accounts of, of riverboats actually coming up that waterway it used to be a big enough waterway that you could bring not a big not a big one but a little a little river barge could come up that bow from huh. Louisiana into into Arkansas and and make it but farming irrigation all that stuff and it is almost all farmland down there because you can grow anything now if we can just get everybody swapped over to hemp yeah maybe we'll survive the next <laughs> the next few decades without right. the climate shaking us off like or the planet shaking us off like fleas so you mentioned a moment ago that you have some really really old mountains in uh-huh. Arkansas mm-hmm. which made me think of something that Byron said I think mm-hmm. I think Byron Ballard said this on Facebook she didn't say it on the podcast but she said and I will never forget this we love you Byron we love you Byron. I miss you she said that uh, some of the mountains in Appalachia are so old I'm gonna get this wrong I'm sorry Byron if I get this wrong you can correct me they're so old that they're they predate human bones yeah what the fuck that's old that's amazing I know. Did and I say that right, or did that I the, totally just like cut it up? No, I think you. I okay. think you nailed it, or at least came came close. I came close. And there, so yeah, we're talking about some of the oldest mountains above above the water. Yeah, like the oldest mountains on lands and on land. And I remember Byron saying that as well. And she sounded kind of self-corrected from. I'd never. What a friend of hers who was a geologist had said. Imagine. Um, 
and the Appalachians are majestic and I love going out there but then I come home to my mountains and and it's similar energy but another thing that I that I get to sort of witness right now is as our little part of the folk magic renaissance that's happening right now mm-hmm. in Arkansas we've got Ozark magic and right. Ozark folklore and Ozark folkways and Brandon Weston is um is a teacher and a magical practitioner and an authority on Ozark magic who is from the Ozarks in Arkansas he's based in Fayetteville and he's got two books out now on Ozark folk magic there's a the the new one is the spell book and the 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 one that came out previously was his his sort of introductory Mm -hmm. here's what all goes into Ozark folk magic and I am just I just eat those up because like I'm like any other pagan any other witchy person in the world like I'm hungry for stuff that's just for me we're witches are we're hungry so in the Washita's and uh, we spell it differently in Arkansas I've seen it spelled with a W on I-40 on my way here and in Arkansas it is O-U-A-C-H-I-T-A Washita well, and you know, we also say uh, <laughs> we also say Pettigene Mountain instead of Tijon, because we can't talk good. But this How's is how spelled? this is how things are. Uh, it's, it's French, so so petite uh, p oh, uh, p e t i t. Okay, got it. And then G E A N mm-hmm. or J E A N. Sorry, uh, Tijon. Okay. And she was she was a crossdresser who <laughs> she was a crossdressing person who followed her sweetie on an expedition. Is how the story goes. Oh. And uh, died en route, and that is when her her true identity was was revealed. Oh. And the the lore is that her grave is there at the top of the mountain on the overlook, and it's marked. It is marked. You can go to Betty Jean's grave, and there's a whole romantic story about about her and what what that journey was like. And, but a little further out into the actual Washita Mountain Range is where you can go surface collecting quartz crystal points and they are all over the ground yes yes and i recommend the uh also if you don't want to go uh out where the ticks are right you can go to the coleman rock shop they have two locations in uh in one in hot springs and one in jesseville and jesseville is the one i prefer beautiful scenic drive to get there and another one of the um, wonderful places that I like to go, which uh, joins the 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 Washita Trail that mm-hmm. you can walk from uh, Little Rock all the way to Oklahoma if you choose to. And really cool hiking trails in Arkansas too. Uh, is the Iron Spring Recreation Area mm. that's been there since the, since before we had paved roads in that part of the state, and scenic Highway Seven goes through there and also goes past what they call the Arkansas Grand Canyon and that is up in the Ozarks there's so so much cool stuff to go see but make sure you have a map because some there are some places where uh, where the cell signal does not go still these days but I, I love to take friends up where Ryan showed me or my husband showed me on one of our first dates where you can drive up into the Washita's to do surface collecting of quartz crystal points and if you you can use anything uh, as long as it's no larger than a hand tool 
you can just dig with your fingers and find plenty up there. And it is okay to collect them and take them home with you because you're not going to bring heavy mining equipment up there. It's not allowed. You could have like a garden claw, a little trap. Yeah, totally. Like okay. Done that before. Wow. But and, I recommend bug spray. Is there is there a <laughs> is there a limit to what you can carry like by by weight? There may be, and I need to look that up. I don't know the answer to that question, but it's you know, we bring home a, a grocery bag or so sometimes. Oh. And then and then you get to have fun um, cleaning them off and seeing what they you look like. Do you use acid to clean them? I don't. I just I just use water and a little, okay. a little toothbrush. No, there's a gr- they I like them to be red dirt, right? Yeah, I like them to be, but I like them to be wild when I when I take them to my friends. So unless they're like really, really, really funky, then I just I will clean them off only slightly, and then I'll I'll take some with me on my on my tours these days, and offer them to people. And I have some that I took with me on the trip that I took to Crete earlier this year, that were from Arkansas, and they went all the way to Greece and back with me have three of those yeah. now because you gave them to me last night they're so sweet and they come and they 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 come with the point right out of the ground y'all if you if you don't if you didn't already know that there's there's very little um augmentation there's very little man-made they they already look like that when they come out of the ground they already look like the point that we all know and love yeah. <laughs> as witches who like rocks how how rare is it to find a double terminated quartz in the wild We've done this about once a year, and I think I've found one every single time. And some of them are teeny weeny, teeny tiny. That doesn't matter. But they're, yeah, plentiful, plentiful. I've never said that I know everything. I will never say that I know everything. And if I don't know about something, I will admit it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Very, I know very little. So little, I can't even tell you what I know about Ozark magic. (laughs) <laughs> so I, this well, question is look twofold. Up, look up Brandon Weston. Okay, I will for sure. He's the guy right now. He's Brandon Weston. I may have to have him on my podcast. I think you should. Yeah. Do you know I him? Are you books. friends with him? Uh, we are. We are. Um, we have people in common, mu- but we mutuals. have not. As far as I know, and if I'm wrong about this, and I have forgotten, Brandon, I am so sorry. I would. I would love to visit with him. I would love to go to one of his classes, one of his presentations. Right. Haven't gotten to do that yet, but. All, almost all of my local besties are in Fayetteville, and it's not a large community there, although it is wonderfully diverse and queer and colorful, and I love I love my people in Fayetteville, and Eureka Springs is nearby too, which is, which is super duper witchy for a lot of people, even though it's also you know, for a lot of conservative people who like to take uh, vacations up there because they have more money than they know what to do with. Fayetteville is where all of the all the liberal politics happens in Arkansas. Go Fayetteville. Go. <laughs> but it's also, you know, where they recently had a shooting at the freaking county fair. So there's a lot of there's a lot of extremes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Brandon is Mr. Mr. Weston is based in Fayetteville and does all of his um, healing work and, and Ozark magic work. Okay. based out of based out of where he lives up there so he is he is an authentic source okay so if you're brandon weston and you're listening or if you know <laughs> brandon weston and you're listening give me the hookup i would love to interview him about ozark magic so the second part of that yep. question is what kind of magic does sj tucker actually practice oh, man. is there a name for it or is it just completely eclectic well i've been these are so good 
I know they're dangerous. Why? Please, okay, Snyder's of Hanover. It's always the cheese flavor of whatever it is that gets the axe. Please do not do this to me. Please don't take these away. Please, Snyder's. please don't ever, don't ever take specifically the, the sourdough cheddar cheese flavored pieces because I, I will order a case and hoard them for the rest of my life. Don't make me do that. Don't that's make her do weird. it. She'll that's do weird it. behavior. Please, I just... will make sure she does it. If you, if you act, <laughs> don't take these away from me. So I've recently, um, I've recently uh, decided that it's okay for me to call myself a song witch because oh. I'm a witch. I sing songs, and some people get a little, a little huffy about folks saying they're a plant witch or an ocean witch or whatever especially if they change it after that like just Why? change whatever kind of witch you want to be depending on what you find out about yourself we don't all Why know who we are none that? of us is who we were 10 years ago none of us is who we were five years ago none of us is who we were pre-pandemic at this, this point. is not who we're going to be in 10 years either yeah we change are, you know change your descriptors yeah anytime you need to Yep. Anytime you need to. So I've decided that it's okay for me to say that I'm a song witch. I think it's absolutely perfect for you to say that. It's you. true. I learned I learned the term audiomancer. I, I heard you say that a few minutes ago. From Lux Estrada and the Luxicult podcast. And I've decided I want to be an I want to be that. So I've I've tried to work on some collaborative uh, songs this year that I consider acts of audiomancy where there's a magical component, a magical intent to enhance the experience for the listener. And I love doing stuff like that. I love putting intent into what I do in the first place. Yeah. I fire up my working altar anytime I go out in my little cabin that's my recording studio right. so that even if I'm not working on mm. something for the witchy community specifically, I'm, I'm still a witch. Mm -hmm. You know, awake or asleep yeah so there's still a tie-in to my magical practice right. when i'm working and that's that's by design so i've done that intentionally i also believe uh very strongly in spirits of place mm -hmm. so like when i am going out into the washita's hunting for crystals i don't pick up one if it says it doesn't want to go right if i if i hear in my heart or my mind uh any kind of please put me back down mm -hmm. then i listen and sometimes if I don't hear that, then I ask. And if I get kind of a joyful response and I say, okay, I'll put you in the back. If they don't want to come with me, I'm not going to pick them up. I did the same in, uh, I did the same on my trip to Crete, even though they said to us, it's okay to pick up pieces of pottery that you find because the archaeologists have already found everything that, they're, that they have room <laughs> to research and it's just everywhere. If once you know what a Minoan ruin looks like on that island, you can't unsee them. You can't not see them everywhere you go. They're in people's backyards. The goats are climbing over them. It's just right. They're just part of the landscape. It, which she and, gave me a piece of that Minoan pottery yeah, last night. And I and swear I would not have picked it up if I had not been instructed that it was okay. Y'all, I promise. Yeah. I am I'm not I'm not that witch. And I know plenty of people that have stories about going to other places where they have taken a stone and calamity has struck until they brought it back and put it right back where they found it. And I believe I believe in that being very very real as well. There are god forms that I have relationships with, but so far, so far we're very chill. So far there's very little insistence on the relationship being more intense than it is than it has been. But I love to write I love to write songs mm -hmm. for them and and have done and I expect that I will continue to do so. I'm probably gonna play 
Hecate's Blues tonight at the concert. Please, because I love I love her, mm-hmm. and uh, please be kind to me about my pronunciation of Hecate because I know there are differing opinions on all of that. Uh, what did they say in Greece? You know, I, it didn't it didn't come up. Okay, uh, you know the thing is, <laughs> I've heard Hecate. Yeah, I've heard, but they Hecate. don't have they don't have uh, H. I right, think, in, I think you're in right. Cretan Greek or in. Um, Okay, Athena that would explain. Greek. I've heard Ekate as well. There's a question as to whether Hecate is the um, origin of the name Katarina. Oh wow! Uh, Ekaterina, Ekate. It's so, I'm, and I don't, I do not speak Greek yet. But if I could go back today, I would go. So I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna learn. I know how to say. I know how to say a few things, but I don't. I don't speak it. Which got me, which confused a few people because I learned the phrases that I learned and I got the accent so, so precise that there were people who would just start going full speed Greek and I'd just yeah. be standing there blinking with a, with an idiot smile on my face and they'd go, oh, I'm sorry, you don't speak Greek. That's all <laughs> so, I And see. I say, and then I will say, I, I, I will come, I will go home and I will learn and I will come back. Right. And I mean that. I want to, as respectfully as I can, I will go home and learn and come back. And I love, and it's been for me just folklorically just mythologically I've had a connection with the Greek pantheon since I was little bitty because I had a book auntie mm-hmm. had a book auntie my great aunt Jane who is the J in my SJ I'm right. named after her was the one who would always come to visit from out of state and bring me a stack of new books because she knew that I was a bookish child and she wanted to support that and my parents did too I got really lucky with my family but she was the first i'm telling you book aunties are book aunties make the world go round Mm -hmm. but my book auntie brought me uh uh an anthology of greek myths when i was eight years old called called the golden fleece and it had the greek and roman names mixed up it only had a few of the things in there that you know and it's the the greek myths go way deeper than most of us ever take the time to learn about and i'm i'm just learning this myself and it's it's a bit of a it's there's there's colonialism at work in this of course so there's there's a lot to unpack there and i'm in the process of unpacking it as gently as i can just to just to try to catch up and do better which we are all hopefully working on right yeah and uh but but i was captivated with that book and so i was doing i was doing little little puppet show plays about um persephone in the seventh grade in my in my in the where they in the class where they put the gifted kids and pretty sure that nobody else in my class was doing that (laughs) so that was sort of that was sort of the opening for me and i still and i love some of the work that the atc is doing out on the west coast in the northwest with their ritual drama about the eleusinian mysteries and all the other stuff that they work on because it's immersive people carry those god forms for weeks and weeks before the event actually goes down and you're you're basically in it with them you're living the story with them as they perform it for you and i'm not talking about on a stage i'm talking about around you it's like a larp but way deeper and i'm really i'm really impressed with some of the work that they've done there just from what i have seen firsthand in going and going to their events and Let's see, is there anything else that I wanted to talk about? Well, <laughs> as far as what kind of magic does Suge do? Uh, well, I have a question. Some of mine that. is a little more ephemeral because it's it's based on music and some of it is recorded, but the rest of it is performance. And once that performance is over, then 
that's that. Unless you record every minute of it, which we do sometimes. Yeah. You, um, then that's it. It was a temporary experience. It's and like a sigil. It's there's like a, it's beauty like a in local that. sigil that yeah. you activated and it's gone forever. Uh-huh. But it's not gone forever from everybody. No. It's gone from you. And, and Laura Tempest Sackroft does this with dance, and I love the shit out of her. Mm-hmm. She will she will craft a sigil with her whole self oh, as she wow. is dancing. And I've gotten to go to a workshop of hers where she did this, and Nathan and I were the backup band for <laughs> for her performance of this and just Explain improvising what you mean by together. That. How, I can't visualize what you mean by she creates it while she's dancing, and I'm dying she, to know. She is um, she's a magical practitioner, an artist, a polymath. Mm-hmm. A facilitator, a teacher of of sigil work and right. dance and art and I don't know what all. And she's one of my favorite people. And her sweet, wonderful husband Nathaniel Johnstone, musician in his own right, is also wonderful. And last time we were at Pagan Spirit Gathering together, um, Tempest had a workshop about crafting a sigil with movement and not right. necessarily writing it down. Okay. And so that's a whole ephemeral art, ephemeral act of magic thing, where you perform the movements that correspond with the sigil as you as you design it or put it together in your head and the intent that goes with it oh wow and then and then you're dancing it into into the world that's fucking cool yo it's powerful i would love to have her as a guest on witchcraft off the beaten path sometime Mm -hmm. um if you don't know who laura tempest zakroff is she alkimiarts.com owl o-w-l key Mm -hmm. me yeah. .com. But if you do a search for that, she will come right up. Or do a search a search for um, Laura Tempest Zakroff yeah, with the two A-K-R-O-F-S, F's at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she is she is the what I consider to be the be all end all of sigil crafting. Yep. And if you don't know this about me, and you probably do if you've ever listened, sigil crafting is probably my favorite form of spell work. In fact, I just recently taught my stepson Sweet. Uh, sigil crafting, kind of kind of the the introduction to it. Uh, but he was uh, asking questions about it, and I'm like, I tell you what, I will, I'll, I'll hook you up. And I actually have a sigil uh, podcast about Ooh. creating a sigil, that uh, creating and using sigils, activating them, etc. But I would love to talk to uh, somebody that I consider to be a an absolute source uh and that would be laura tempest zakroff she's real good oh tempest if i'm doing your pronouns wrong i'm so sorry oh did we mispronoun tempest i am not sure i'm not sure okay i am so sorry my apologies i will avoid the the pronouns um i'm just gonna say because i don't actually know okay but i just I just sent Tempest a text. Oh, no. Say, shut up. Really? May I, may I connect you with Witchcraft Off the Beaten <laughs> podcast? Wow. Thank so, you. Tempest has presented a a, a ritual um, a ritual performance workshop combo called Hecate at the Crossroads okay. and invited me to be part of that one year at an event called Many Gods West mm-hmm. out in Tacoma. And that is where my song Hecate's Blues came out of oh wow uh-huh because that, so cool. that that was a very powerful experience for me and i hope i'm pretty sure for everyone involved i got to be one of the three uh aspects of of hecate which one uh the voice 
the voice over. I was on stage with Nathan, and we were improvising with fiddle and voice side by side to support the ritual out in the out in the um, ballroom. It was one of those convention center. This is becoming buildings. more and more uh, Meta. familiar. I think you told me this. Before. I have because we talked about okay. Hecate's blues. But I get to talk about it on your couch with you next time instead of in separate states with the freaking phone lag, which was no fun at all. It has just snowed in Arkansas, hadn't it? Yeah. You had a giant blanket of snow and Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So would you say as SJ Tucker, Suge, if you will, uh, that your main method of spellcrafting is audiomancy? Or do you do other things with regularity? Or is that mainly it? Well, that's mainly, and I love to leave, I love to take a walk and sort of just listen and find out if the place I'm walking in wants to tell me anything. And it's, it's not any more complicated than that. And sometimes I'll take a stick of incense with me and just have it in my hand while I'm walking. And not when there's a burn ban, people, obviously, but I try to be, try to be responsible. But I also, in performance, mm-hmm. I I try to, as humbly as possible, not with any ego attached to it, I want to be um, sort of a conduit for healing. If healing needs to happen to anyone who's listening to me that night, and I know I'll do this tonight when we set up at NX, I will, before I start, I'll try and get good and grounded mm-hmm. and sort of, sort of, make a safe space without making a make a sacred space without making a big deal out of it sure not not with you know eight ritual tools held in yeah, my arms and also a guitar you might know i've got somebody a guitar that's going as well that can bring some shit with her i do okay good 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 but I, you know i've got my guitar mm-hmm. and that's that's my my sacred Sound tool when i'm yeah. when i'm when i'm singing to folks i've got a microphone i've got me mm-hmm. voices voice can be a very powerful magical tool absolutely if you if you um are a person who uses who is able to use the voice and i've been at this for a while so it's it's i wouldn't say effortless but i do put intent into it and i will just very gently ask in my mind may i be a proper channel for whatever my listeners need to hear most tonight whether it's healing or joy just whatever they need the most I love and that. Please, please let it come through, and if it needs to come through me, I am ready. And so that's that's the intent that I try to lay down, especially when I know that I'm in a witchy crowd, because that's that's my people putting their emotional well-being into my hands for the duration of the experience. Right. And I care deeply about that. I want it to be a good memory, obviously, when yeah. somebody comes to hear me sing, especially because it's it's kind of a luxury now because of because of the panini we've a lot of us have been off the, the road panini. for so long what did you call it last night the pan doodle the pan doodle the pan damn it pan damn it pan doodle was i think the best the i think that made me i almost spit out sushi you did. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's and i feel like a rusty hinge on this trip because i haven't gotten to perform live yeah in you know i haven't had a safe setting safe opportunity to perform live as a solo artist mm-hmm. since Beltane this year. You're going to be amongst 
WD-40 friends. We're going to loosen you up. Even though this is my first time in town and there's a little bit of pressure on from from that mm-hmm. because I could there could be a lot of people who've never gotten to hear me perform before. Right. I don't feel I don't feel um, the bad kind of nerves right, right. now. And they may, they may come up. Definitely. And I just feel really solid and really chill. And I feel like if I, if I'm a, if I'm a shower head for good stuff to come through tonight, it's not going to cost me much because it's, we're all going to be informal and I'm going to be real upfront about it and be like, y'all, I may be super duper raw tonight because the, the pandemic has taken a lot of the regular exercising of my touring and performing muscles that I would normally have away from me. So I, I just... I'm going to let you know that that's where I'm at, and we're just going to try to have a good time. <laughs> everybody that comes tonight, uh, and I'll say everyone that came on Monday, because now it's Wednesday, right? Yeah. But everybody that Magic. comes to the show tonight is going, especially if they've never heard you perform before, they're going to walk away as a new fan of Esther Tucker. I guarantee it. So mote that shit. So mote it shit. So mote so that, that shit. shit. So mote it shit is totally different than so mote that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guarantee because uh, the the combination of your incredible guitar playing, for one, you. your amazing voice, and your provocative, incredibly thoughtful, and beautifully crafted lyrics to all of these songs that you birthed yourself, they came from the brain and the heart of Suge, <laughs> um, are a perfect storm of beautiful spell work. <sighs> beautiful spell work. I am going to have to take that quote from you and put it on a website. All right. <laughs> because that was really I'll embroider good. that shit on a pillow for you. You made me a sign. I, I will make you a sign. You damn it. You made me a sign. You made me two. <laughs> Yummy thunder to punctuate that statement. Did you yes. hear that? Hell yeah. Four seconds that. And third Ooh. it is. <laughs> I'm so excited about tonight. We've been, we've been planning this for what? Not quite two months, maybe two yeah. months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and since I've discovered, since I figured out that the Phoenix event was actually going to happen and not get canceled again, uh-huh. yay! Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when you leave Amarillo, you're going to first to New Mexico. Yeah, I'm going to stop in Albuquerque for a bit and see some friends there. Not a gig Same, though, right? No, okay. not a gig this time, but uh, planning ahead for a gig. Okay. Because I'll be collaborating on an online show this coming November with my poet friend Kat Hetherington who's based in Albuquerque. Oh cool. So we're going to have a, uh, a meeting about that the two of us while I'm while I'm in Albuquerque right. near her. And then I'll head I'll head on to Phoenix for uh CocoCon this okay. coming weekend. So one of my favorite places in the whole world to be is Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love Albuquerque. Not just because of Breaking Bad. There's somebody that's <laughs> going to go, look, Molly, we know you love Breaking Bad, okay, but whatever. That's yeah, not and none of us knew about Master of Puppets or Kate Bush before Stranger Things, but none go off, of I guess. None of us did, ever. <laughs> I never sang Running Up That Hill when I was in high school, ever. <laughs> um, yeah, so... And no shade on those of you who didn't. Hey, we man, want you to, bring, we want you to be happy. Fans, but yeah. But Stranger Things is incredible you know what's so funny there there are a lot of people on tiktok that are of my gen my gender are, are you a gen xer i'm right at the end right at so the i'm end. in the zennial zone. okay um there are a lot of gen xers on tiktok that are like i think it's so funny how all these people are all of a sudden really into kate bush i've been listening to kate bush since the 80s which is why you should be happy yeah, good for you now they found kate bush they're not claiming to have discovered a new element they have discovered this artist that 
incidentally has been around for a while and mm-hmm. is established and is very talented. And I don't think we're given spoilers at all. I think oh, we've no, managed no, no, not no. to. It's just music. There's no it's spoilers a soundtrack. Here. It's uh-huh. not a big deal. Oh, it's a big deal, which, but not, not as a spoiler. I did have a Stranger Things uh, <laughs> thought a moment ago. You also have a stra- Stranger Things mug in your bathroom and I giggled when I figured I it out. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple more and my husband and I both have t-shirts. In fact, I have... All three of us, my husband, my stepson, and myself all have Can I tell you what I found online? Yes. Like like two mornings ago? Yes. Uh, A retro 80s re-release of Applejack from My Little Pony. But it's Applejack from the Upside Down. No shit. It's a Stranger Things tie-in. Is it creepy? It's like, am I going to spend... $30 $30 on a My Little Pony? I might be. I think I think you might, yeah. So when you She's were... even upside down in the package. Okay, I, I happen to know a young man who mm-hmm. is very into ponies. Oh. And, that, and also very into Stranger Things. I mean, My Little Boy watches My Little Pony with me. He yeah. does. Um, also Spirit. <laughs> He's so, a horse boy. I uh, You said something earlier about being an audiophile and you mm-hmm. were, you've always been an audiophile and something about that in high school and I thought to myself yeah you would have been uh, one of the troublemakers on uh, Stranger Things you would have been in the AV club not troublemakers bad Definitely. good trouble you know you yeah. would have you would have been the chick in the group probably um, and, in the and, AV club and in the and I'm I sit here I sit here before you as someone who did live through the 80s in person once and, and don't really have any desire to go back there but I, I was born in I was born in eighty, and like the jury keeps changing its mind on where exactly uh, Gen X ends, and I just I just roll my eyes at this point. So <laughs> if I'm Gen X, it's because I got sick of y'all trying to decide where 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 Gen, where the cutoff is because I feel like since things with popular culture tend to come to Arkansas a lot more slowly mm-hmm. than they do in the more cosmopolitan places. There's a lot that I didn't get into until after everybody else was done with it, like grunge, for instance. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would feel like a delayed development Gen X member anyway. But I'm, I'm more in in the in the betwixt and between generation personally between Gen X and millennials because apparently the goalpost on where millennials began has been moved again. So I'm not allowed to call myself one of those anymore. And. Eh, Whatever, <laughs> I'm I'm up in here. I I went to, I learned how to type on, uh, in junior high on, uh, a console with a black screen and green letters. And yeah. then the next year I went to high school and we had internet. It was dial-up, but yeah. did you so play who knows? Oregon Trail? Yes. Oh my God, me too. I died mm-hmm. of dysentery almost every time. We all did. We it's all a died club. of dysentery. <laughs> I, I remember Oregon Trail. Uh, this is totally a digression, but it's okay. which is in jammies with snacks. Digressing. Uh, I remember playing Oregon Trail, and uh, in my school, you had to have completed a bunch of like unit uh, um, lessons or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had, we had like colored tabs on folders kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you had to have all these colored tabs in the folders before you could play Oregon Trail. Oh. And it was always the math that kept me from being able to play Oregon Trail. Uh-huh. So when I finally got to, oh my God, it was bliss. And then probably about two minutes in, I died of dysentery. <laughs> right. After all that. After all that. Thanks, Thanks. a lot. I could have just not done the fucking math, but I did. So, <laughs> and I am a definitely a Gen Xer. So, yeah. 
So it's uh, close to time that I have to go wash my crusty ass in the shower <laughs> so we can go to your gig at Ant Eats tonight. Ooh, and, and I'm not done talking to you. I mean, obviously, I'm not done talking to you, yeah. my friend. But I'm not done podcast talking to yeah, you. Yeah, we're still doing stuff. So we're going to go play a concert and come back. Yeah, we're going to be... And hang out uh, and eat more snacks. We're going to be... We're going to have more snacks. And go on more tangents. It's going to be great. In a few seconds, we're going to come back and we'll be right back. Let the snacks continue. On witchcraft. Off the beaten path. All right, and so magically, we just woke up a little while ago from uh, having a, a night at the at the parking lot of Aunt Eats. It is now Tuesday. It's now Tuesday, and that was such an amazingly fun time last night. And as we are as we are sitting here, we are also uh, wrangling a tiny magical kitten. Yes, who really wants to walk across the uh, laptops, and she's done so several times. So. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much to everybody that was able to come out last oh, night. We had so people great. come in from Austin, Texas, which yeah. is I, I, and like DFW. nine and a half hours away, and Dallas. Yeah, and where else? Anybody else? I can't. I can't remember. But I remember. I remember DFW in Austin, and I was yeah. like, "You did what?" Yeah, several people. <laughs> you did what? Hauled hauled in from pretty far away. I mean, we're we're pretty isolated from most of the rest of Texas. Right. Way He's up the here little part in that the goes top well. of Texas, yeah, Panhandle here, and we're we're pretty much at the top of the Panhandle too. So, uh, thank you so much to everybody. Thank you so much to Angela, uh, my very very dear friend, uh, who is the owner and curator at Ant Eats uh, yes. for allowing us to use the parking lot in the back, which turned out to be the perfect venue. It was uh, so the cool. neighbors were wonderful, <laughs> you know. They were really, they were really tolerant of our shenanigans. Yeah, but it's not like you were out there singing death metal. True. Like, you know, you, when you said to one of the I, neighbors, "Fun fact, uh-huh. fun fact, I have been in a death metal band before. I was a death metal bassist before you knew me." Really? The band was called Nocturnal Thought. Yes. Okay. Memphis-based well, band Nocturnal Thought. I don't think concert parking lots for that <laughs> would have worked last no, night. No, I agree. But yes, I did. I did try to. He didn't. He didn't respond. But there was a a, a gentleman on the porch of the house that I was pointed directly at. Like uh-huh. all of the sound was yeah. going right to their house. It was next to where everything was happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking like there was a lot between us and them. No, 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 no. Yeah, it was like a parking the, lot. The parking lot abuts their house. Mm-hmm. And they were good. They were the type to go to bed early. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah, they to feel they a little guilty about the time that it started. But they came, in, they came in and and let us know what their bedtime routine was. And they were, there was no complaint whatsoever. Yeah, they were actually very tolerant, very sweet. And yeah. you did not have to compete with a whole lot of uh, tailpipes on bikes. I didn't. And which only was... a couple of pickup trucks about which I got a little snarky for a second. And then we found out, oops, they were coming to the show. They were just late. <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. Sorry about that, y'all. <laughs> and yeah, it did rain, but it did not rain uh, at the show. That's it rained correct. prior to. It uh-huh. cooled it off and made a lovely breeze. And we I, had a gorgeous sunset. I picked such a good time to come to texas i can't believe how fortunate we are it's like there was witchcraft involved or something imagine that there could have been okay so uh so that's done and i want to do it again rioting success yeah without the riots lots of joy lots of laughter lots of people bought your merch too they bought they really did everybody got to take home free stickers yeah it was so much but thank you so much for hauling all this way to do that and um, it won't be the last time, I'm hoping. No. I've even, already even promised. I yeah. promised people who were there who were not currently in this house last night that I was coming back. 
Okay, well, you made promises to the public. You gotta, yes, you gotta and, make and, it, and young young folks who said, yeah. please, please come back. And that yeah. just, uh, nothing can make me sad today <laughs> because oh, that good. just makes my heart absolutely flutter. It was wonderful. And you had a very vocally appreciative, what is she doing? I don't know. The kitten is batting an olive pit or something. That was a claw in the back <laughs> of my foot. That was, thanks a lot, sweetheart. Morticia says hi. Yeah, y'all. Morticia says. As she bounces hi. across from wall to wall here she's spring-loaded tiniest tiniest little void tiniest mm-hmm. black kitten she's a little soot sprite uh but you had a very vocally appreciative audience last I really night did. very interactive and, and they i think were i have very a, i think i have there. a crush on a, on a local artist <laughs> a local amarillo artist so what is next for sj tucker well, I am on the road to CocoCon in Phoenix for the holiday weekend, the oncoming holiday weekend. And I have uh, I have an evening concert and a children's concert there. And I get to teach uh, my inner alchemy workshop, which is about what you do when, when you're telling yourself from cultural conditioning or, or stage fright or whatever, that all the, all the Art, arty and creative stuff and makery stuff and hobbies that make you happy and feed your soul are quote unquote not as important as all the other things you need to get done that day like how to how to feel that and how to set boundaries around your personal creative practice so you don't talk yourself out of doing it because that's what we fight at least in uh, here in the states in the first world the the thought that uh, whatever we do that makes us happy, it must not be as important as all the other stuff that we don't really want to do. But you won't, you gonna die. You won't die if you don't do things that make you happy and if you don't get to make stuff. And you don't have to be like me and make stuff that you intend to share with other people on a, on a wide basis. You can make it just for yourself. And friends, it counts. If you if you do creative stuff for you, that is every bit as vitally as important as me going out and singing to people all over the place so that's the workshop i get to give and i'm gonna try to go to get recurrent uh, we'll, we'll make it happen okay i mean <laughs> like we know places we, we know, know we happen to have a venue that we would do. probably be amenable to that workshop seriously y'all i know i know you hear about this from molly all the time but i am i'm a believer of Ant eeks now it oh is, yeah I knew you There's nowhere else like it. I'm like, I'm just going to hang out here. <laughs> no shade, no shade on all the other places in Amarillo that are cool, oh, but like cool places. I I found my favorite already on the first try. When you when you first walk in the door the first time you've been there and not only the first time you've been there, you are immediately like inundated and overwhelmed almost by I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. You know, and this is... And this I'm is, supposed to spend hours here looking yeah. at all this cool shit because mm-hmm. you cannot just walk through one time and see it all. No. I have to go back before I leave town today. Yeah, we're, Otherwise, we're, we're I'm never going to gonna forgive myself. Yeah. yeah. Angela, we love you. Thank you so much again for having done Angela that. and all your crew. Yeah. And and your... your uh, <laughs> your flatbed trailer stage delivery service yes with a, with a very willingly voluntary husband who did yeah. all that stuff he was so so sweet he's a he's a really great sense daughter. of humor on that man angela and her people are good people and yeah. also her daughter staja who i just love so much <laughs> and i miss because she moved to colorado but she was there last Staja. uh so is there anything uh, a new recording, yeah. like a new CD or anything in the works? After CocoCon, I don't have any shows on the way home. 
but because uh, I'm this is my first time out on the road in a in a hot minute, mm -hmm. so I didn't want to overpack the trip. Right. Especially considering that this weekend's event is going to be indoors, and they've got great COVID protocols. I talked about that already, but there's still a chance that I'll be one of the five that comes home with the germ, with the virus, and I'm going to try to. Ooh, kitty, gracious. Uh, crash bang and here she ran y'all know, know what happened. all the cat owners know exactly yeah. what that was about i don't have any idea how fast that was going but if you clocked her with a speed gun she she would have gotten a ticket yeah i think so fast. sorry a little about kitty that. ticket I completely interrupted and that's okay that. so i'm headed home to just take a little take a little time to make sure that <laughs> that i handled the trip well and am, and am recovered and then reconnect with my hubby and my little boy who is and, so cute? Yeah, I, I will. If if y'all want to see more um, more Jesse content, then just connect with my father-in-law on social media. Uh, J J M Lloyd um, is is where you will find him. He has this whole series of posts that he has made called Grandpa Speaks. Oh, he's Aww. he's devoted. It's a shame we don't have any devoted grandparents around at my place. So I'll be back home again for the first part of September after the holiday is over. And then I get to do a ton of concerts with one of my favorite collaborators and partners in uh, musical quasi crimes, the luscious Renee Jansky who lives a couple hours away from me and we play shows together as often as we can. Is this she, Aunt Nene? This is Auntie Nene. Yes. That's her chosen name. And Jesse does call her that. Oh. And we all love it. Because she, but she told me before he was born, she said, I want to be Auntie Nene. And I said, Well then so so be it. You are Auntie Nene. So she and I are gonna play a bunch of sassy bluesy jazzy uh, girls in a band shows together in uh, Ohio. We're gonna play Earth Warriors Festival on uh, Equinox weekend. So for the autumn Equinox, we'll be in Ohio. And then we've got a Cincinnati show right after that on Monday, September 26th. So if y'all got people in the area, let them know. I it's do have I do have a, a faction of listeners in Ohio that, yes. that are vocal with me and, and reach out pretty regularly. So hello, my sweet Ohio again, friends. Where exactly in Ohio, if you know. Okay, Earth movie. Warriors Festival, uh, the week of September 22nd. And that's uh, in Clarksville at the 4-H camp. It's close to Wilmington and uh, yeah, it's close to Wilmington and Yellow Springs. It's in it's in that part. Dayton's not far. Cincinnati's not far. And we'll be there till the 25th. We are playing back to back with Frenchie and the Punk that Saturday night Who at the festival. I cannot wait. They are the, the, some of the best, and I love getting to share a stage with them whenever we get the chance. You find them on Spotify, right? Oh yeah, okay. definitely the this, definitely the Spotify, <laughs> and then uh, and probably Apple Music and all the rest of them. And then we'll go to Cincinnati on Monday because there's little competition for concerts on Mondays. We have learned as indie musicians. <laughs> September 26th, Monday at um, St. Joe's UU Church in cincinnati and it's a it's it's a donation-based concert uh give if you can but no one um nobody's going to be turned away and uh, masks uh, i request masks as one of the performers but they are not required at this venue so uh please <laughs> as as i know my friend on the other microphone <laughs> will encourage you to do wear your goddamn motherfucking mask please and thank you and then uh, Renee and I will play Memphis on October the 7th 
and then she will go off to Provincetown to play a new show with Ginger Doss. It's a dueling pianos style performance for uh, for to uh, debuting in um, Fayetteville and then in P Town. Oh, I hope it's called be available to- called Piano Lingus. Piano Lingus, uh-huh. that's genius. It's gonna be raunchy and beautiful, Let and they know. will do an online. They will do oh, an good. online show of it on okay. online concert thing, and I'm not sure of the date. Okay. Renee and I are also gonna do an online show at the end of October. That's gonna be kind of a kind of a uh, uh, starstruck kind of theme, like celestial bodies. We're gonna play all of our all of our moonlight and starlight songs. Uh, sort of sort of appropriate to the spooky times and I think we're gonna we're gonna cover spooky as well and so that's that's up through Salmon that's what I'm up to up through Salmon and then I'll have online shows through the winter for sure and be releasing new stuff at least online as often as I can until I get something ready for uh, tangible release that you can hold on CDs and vinyl and things like that and coming up uh, right about now Funk Soul Brother (laughs) <laughs> is uh, another Bandcamp Friday. So if you're listening on September the 2nd, Friday, September the 2nd, please go to Bandcamp.com and support your indie musician faves who sell our music there because we get an extra cut on Bandcamp Fridays. And Bandcamp has been doing that for us since uh, since coronavirus first showed up almost every first Friday of the month. And so sjducker.bandcamp.com is where to find me. And if you can't remember that, just go to sjtucker.com and you'll find the links to all the stuff, including Patreon, including Bandcamp, all my socials, on and on and on into the night. I said it last night when I did your presents for you that you are... Which was so perfect. Oh, thank Thank you. One of the most magical uh, creatures of any ilk. And you happen to be a pirate pixie folk punk... Yar. Yar, goddess. <laughs> Song witch. Thank you so very much for, A, for coming here and sleeping on my very comfy couch so you know next time. You need time. to tell me where you got this couch. I'm for I'll, real. I'll do it. <laughs> I won't do it because that way you have to come here to lay on it. So you'll, I hope, hopefully I'll see you again before too long. Um, thank you so much for coming all this way and doing that. And last night was a memory that I will hold dear to my heart forever. Um, and I adore you. Absolutely love and adore you. And everybody gets to see the show. Yeah. Right here. Uh-huh. Right here. If you're listening to this on, on this Wednesday, podcast. it's available on Thursday. And I am going to do my very first... Uh, I'm going to do my very first video podcast. <gasps> I'm not in it, but Suge is. And it's all it's all focused on her. So That's right. You'll hear the audience, all of, all of the... Um, uh, interaction, etc. And uh, you said uh, you you edited it last night, and you yeah. said that when the sun finally goes down, you look a bit like a plasma. Yeah, lady, I am made of plasma. I am a, I'm a little no, a lesser known superhero at that point, and you can barely see my facial features because the white balance on my camera was not as it should have been, and I didn't have a separate uh, camera controller human to fix that issue. So I apologize that you can't i mean you can hear me great but i i'm super duper washed out i'm super duper extra white girl <laughs> yeah but when, <laughs> when the when lights started there was there we're, was we're all we light. had so yeah everyone yeah, yeah. who's never seen you before will be able to see what you look like and so. i promise to uh learn my camera better before we do this again <laughs> <laughs> and and the last thing i'm gonna ask you is 
Can we do this again formally? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I want it so bad. Thank you so much for being on Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path again and for this incredible interaction. My absolute pleasure from start to finish. Wouldn't have missed it. If you have questions or comments about this or any other episode of this podcast, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm still trying to figure out a way to get back in my fucking TikTok, and I'll I'll do it the best I can. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Please say this with me, Sooch, because I know you know what I'm going to say. Wear Wear your your goddamn goddamn motherfucking mask. Take care of yourself, please, and take care of your fellow human beings. And also, I'm just going to say this. Um, Monkeypox is not a gay men's disease, and you can get it. So please, take care and precaution, and don't sweep that under the rug. May you never hunger, and may you never thirst. As above, so below, and as within, so without. If you liked it, subscribe and tell a friend. I'm Molly Dyer. This is Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path. Snack witches, clap back witches, badass bitches, in jammies with some snacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah.